good to be with everyone again today. And uh, we're going to get underway right uh, as soon as possible so that we can cover as much content as we can. I just returned from Boston where we did a certification program in the landing page uh, you know, expertise, that first certification program, optimization, and then we had the two days of the Sherpa Summit. And uh, I have been teaching uh, nonstop for three days. And uh, yet, I'm still very, very pleased to be back here with you as we talk about perhaps the most important of all the elements in the marketing experiments conversion sequence value proposition. Uh, this is a subject that I find remarkably important, and yet over and over again when I talk to audiences, I am surprised at the amount of ignorance among people who have MBAs and even PhDs as to how to craft a competitive-oriented value proposition, and it is absolutely vital to uh, the conversion in your website. In fact, I'll go so far as to say this. If you can get this one piece right, you can make a multitude of errors on many other fronts and still see significant conversion. It is perhaps different from many of the other elements that we talk about because it will require you to think deeply, to be reflective, to contemplate. I think that marketers move at high speed too often, never taking time to slow down and to actually think deeply about what's happening uh, and about the premise and the foundation of what they're working upon. You can hardly blame them. I mean, we're being hurried from all sides, and, uh, and the pace is typically frantic, and sales wants this and manager wants that, and it just becomes a great challenge to keep up with everything. Nevertheless, I can tell you this, if you think with us today about value proposition in, this, in the way that we're going to present it, you may find yourself needing to get away to a hotel room and spending a couple of days in just thinking through your value proposition. It could be one of the most important exercises uh, that you do as it relates to the success of your marketing efforts. We have uh, been looking at value propositions. In just a moment, I'm going to have you help me vote this session will be very interactive, and I have some very intriguing case studies that we're going to look at together. But uh, as we go forward, I'd like to just identify right away some of the significant problems that we have seen over and over again as we work with people through this whole concept of properly crafting an effective value proposition. Our research indicates that most marketers have trouble in three areas. Uh, first of all, uh, many times, they're stuck trying to solve a product problem with a marketing solution, and that is difficult. It's why so much emphasis in marketing is on persuasion as opposed to clarity. This is because the company's not identified an effective value proposition. Or number two, the company does not clearly express its value proposition. They have it, but they don't know how to say it. If your problem is number two, then you're in good shape because you have uh, an opportunity in this one session to probably glean enough information to recraft your statement. But there's a third problem, and that is that we're not adequately measuring the impact of our value proposition as the competitive situation changes, and so we can't react properly and gain increasingly competitive advantage. These problems, of course, all work together and can truly impact your ROI in a negative way. So we need to discover how to solve all three of them. And rather than give you lots of advice, I want to look at a lot of data. 
But first, let me just get with you and uh, see what you think. I've got a poll for you. We're going to open up that poll in just a moment. And uh, you can see the questions. Which of the following is your biggest challenge? Pick one, two, or three. Number one, identifying an effective value proposition. Two, expressing a value proposition clearly. Or three, testing or measuring a value proposition. Or four, all of the above. I'm watching the votes come in. And you can use the poll feature in the pop-up window that attaches to this particular web clinic. And uh, right now, only 24% of this large audience has voted. Keep going. This will help not only you, but it will help the others who are attending this event to see in common what the problem is uh, for their peers. So just keep using that. Is it one, two, or three? I'm watching until I feel like we've achieved significant enough validity, and then I shall shut the poll down. You've got probably about five more seconds. All right. Very good. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and close the poll. All right. And would you like to see the results? Okay. Here you are. Most of you answered <laughs> number four. Thirty two percent of my audience says that all of the above are a problem. I appreciate your honesty. And uh, it, it only encourages me because I realize that there's a significant need for what we're going to cover today, and I think uh, we've got some interesting moments ahead. If you'll look as we continue, I'm going to be showing you the conversion index, which I think most of you have become quite familiar with. It is a heuristic, and that heuristic is a thought tool that we use in order to solve problems. It approximates solutions, and I will not reteach it. Go to the Marketing Experiments website, and you can read all about it, but many, many millions of dollars have been made with this tool. Uh, last month alone, and I think I've mentioned this recently, we applied this particular heuristic to a, to a very specific problem for an online retailer, and uh, by using it, we diagnosed the problem, and that very month, we ran an experiment, and they made $53 million using this little tool. It's difficult for me to estimate how much uh, loss revenue has been captured by applying it intelligently, but I want you to notice succinctly the word V, which stands for the clarity of the value proposition. Now, I want you to know that V does not stand for the value proposition, but for the clarity of the value proposition, and there is a difference. You'll also notice that the coefficient here is 3, and that there is at least one other element whose coefficient is higher, which is M. It has a number 4 for motivation. And you might ask yourself, well, then how, why is V so important? It would seem to me that 4 is the most important. And 4 has the greatest impact on your optimization, but it has to do with something external to you, and that's the motivation of users coming into your website. The difference with V is that this is the core component that you control, how you represent your offer in the marketplace. And frankly, it will have great impact on which way or where channels of traffic stream into your offer. Nothing for most of us is more important than this. And too many, and please hear this point, it's perhaps most important, too many of us are trying to improve our optimization, our conversion rate,
by making changes to headlines, changes to graphics, changes to colors, changes to iPath, working around all the peripherals of the value proposition, but not addressing its core. And that is where you have the greatest opportunity to see a significant gain. So there is a kind of cyclic process that involves identifying, expressing, and testing, and measuring. And you've got to understand that. And I need to give you a definition before we start a case study, but here it is. Your value proposition is the primary reason that the ideal prospect should buy from you. And you need to flip that around, and you need to ask this particular question. In fact, it is probably the most important thing I will say in the entire session. Here's the question that you must answer. If I am the ideal customer, why should I purchase from you rather than any of your competitors? If you can answer that question in one or in, in one single credible phrase, you are on the way to significant gains. But if you cannot, if you start hemming and hawing, and if you take a paragraph to express it, and if you tell me what business you're in instead of why, why you're the business I should trust with my, with my money, you're still not getting it. Most of the time when I ask for a company what their value proposition is, I hear a description of their business model. Well, we do this for people. That is not a value proposition. You must learn to think of the value proposition as, as, it, as if it were a scale. And on one side is the action you're asking someone to take, i.e. purchase. And on the other side is what you're offering them in return. And if what you're asking outweighs what you're offering, you're going to see a problem in conversion. We're going to talk more about that, and we're also going to talk about sub-value propositions. Before I do that, because our audience of certified uh, marketing experiments, you know, landing page optimization experts or fundamentals online testing continues to grow, if you are on this page right now and, uh, or on this seminar and you're certified as a marketing experiments uh, in, in landing page optimization, go ahead and use the, the Q&A feature to just say uh, certified. Type me a note. I'm watching right now to see how many and how large what portion of my audience is certified. Uh, this is very interesting. And some of you, I recognize your names. Excellent. Now, I want you to bear with me, those of you that are certified, because as many of you that are on who are certified, there are many who are still not. And and they need to get some basics, and then I'm going to get more granular, and I'll, I'll get deeper. And I'll count on you who are certified to help us with answers and to spot the problems as we work through this together. Uh, but uh, let's now actually look at someone who participated in a marketing experiment certification program. Let's look at a web page that they brought to the workshop where they were not only trying to achieve certification, but they were trying to actually improve the results of the landing page itself. This is the Down and Feather Company. We just received this data in uh, perhaps in the last few days. I may be wrong. I, I remember I actually was teaching this, and I remember talking to the principal, the key marketer in this group. But I think as I was in Boston, these results came in, and I'm going to share with you the data set at the end of this presentation, so bear with me. But David Smith came to this certification and submitted this site for live optimization. He then attended our landing page optimization workshop in June and worked with our team to revise the site. What you're looking at is the original page, and I'd like you 
Those of you who have not participated in this experiment, there's only about five of you that probably have seen this particular one on the line. The many, uh, there, and there are, I don't know how many on the line, hundreds and hundreds. We, we typically range, some of you are asking this, between 1,500 and 2,000 uh, registrants and a very high attendance rate. It's hard for us to measure because of all the people on conference lines and, and the pass along and so on. But if you're on right now, tell me the value proposition. Look at this. And tell me the value proposition of this site. Let's, let's see how fast you can identify it. All right? As, as, as your results are coming in or as your, your input is coming in, I'm going to kind of respond to it, okay? Someone says, finest quality down comforters. I say, I don't believe that. What does finest mean? What does quality mean? Those are quantitative words. I mean, those are qualitative words. They're not quantitative, and they're not credible because nothing in itself supports it. I know why you're using that, and it's not your fault, Rusty, who submitted this, but it's a problem with the original version of the page. Free shipping is a sub-value proposition, minor and not relevant to the core value proposition of the page. I like uh, Stephen, who's on a lot of these calls. He's very faithful. It's good to see you again, Stephen. He says, no idea. Someone else said, finest quality. The problem is anyone online can say the exact same thing. So what does it mean? How is it credible? Why should I trust this group when they say they have the finest quality and not the other group? A value proposition should be instantly credible. People should get it. They should realize, oh, that's what the difference is. And I'm going to start to help you dig because you have to dig to understand your value proposition. And you need to use a particular spade, a kind of shovel to go down deep enough. And that spade is the word why. We spend way too much time in marketing thinking about how and what and not enough time asking why. Why requires you to get down to motivations and to understand. As you've heard me say many times, people don't buy from websites. People buy from people. So the question is, why should I buy from this particular person, this particular website? And if I would go back to finest quality, that same example that's been submitted by many of you here. In fact, I've seen it over and over again. Finest quality down comforters. Uh, finest quality down comforters. Many of you are saying the same thing. And I see we're getting it. It's on the page. This is not your fault. The problem with this page is it doesn't express it by proposition very well. But here's how to start to get one. Ask yourself this question. What is it about the product? Why do we have the finest quality down comforters? Why can we make this statement? And when you ask that why enough, down enough levels, you start to get closer to the absolute motivation. It's, it's very Aristotelian for those of you with any background. Uh, you, you need to get down to the essence if you're going to really craft a value proposition. All right? Now, you're thinking about that, and, uh, and then let's just slip ahead and, and look a little bit more. I'm going to show you the value proposition that was submitted by the person, by David, at the beginning when he sent this site in. And I want you to analyze it for, uh, for just a moment, and then we're going to dig deeper. Okay? So here we go. Here's the value proposition that was sent to us. You can read it on the screen. We don't harm the birds to acquire the down, and we allow our customer the ability to have their pillow firmness adjusted for one year from the date of purchase for free. No one else in the industry provides such a service. Pillows are very personal and difficult enough to select at a big box retailer, much less over the Internet, sight and scene. Quite simply, the finest down bedding in the world. 
Now, I'm not going to comment on that. I, having said that and letting you read that, I want my audience to tell me, all right, now what do you think the value proposition is? See if you can craft one for them. Paul wants to know if the birds are already dead. <laughs> Paul, I don't know how to answer that question. I don't think that's the, I don't think they are, but you'll have to speak to David Smith on that. I think the answer uh, is no, but it is a it's a telling question. The rest of you, um, talk to me about the value proposition. Uh, what is it now? Someone said customization of finest quality. You're getting closer, but that's not specific enough. If you must make a claim in your value proposition that is qualitative, it can't be backed up with a statement like four seconds or five star or 37 years or 14,000 products, a, a direct statement, then let someone else make it. It's very important that you realize that a value proposition is not something on a flat piece of paper in a magazine, nor is it a, 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 a bit of color in pixels on a computer screen that someone goes to and imagines they're looking at a page, when in fact it's not a page. We call it a web page. What they're looking at is, uh, you know, a computer screen, and they're looking at selected pixels, which have been manipulated to represent a set of images, which in turn are designed to stimulate a certain set of thoughts. In actuality, what's happening when you come to a website, and we often lose sight of this, is you are interacting with the thoughts of someone else. Now, if I interact with you on the street, and you start bragging to me all about what you're capable of in vague, nefarious, pretentious terms, I'm not going to trust you. If you walked up to me and said, I am quite, try this gentleman the next time, single men, you're trying to meet a, a lady at, at, at a club, walk up to her and say, how do you do? My name is so-and-so. I am the finest quality man in this club. And see how well that works as a pickup line. If she's got any sense, she's going to run for her life. And I can tell you right now, that while we recognize that instinctively on a person-to-person -person level, at least some of us do, the truth is, the truth is we forget it completely when we get to a website. And this is still a conversation, and you need a way to talk to me that seems credible. And so what I'm encouraged at from this note that I received from David Smith uh, that expressed his value proposition is that while it's very poorly expressed, it's very real. There's something unique about this company. Now, if you can't answer this question, if you can't answer this question, why should I buy from you rather than anyone else or any of your competitors? Now, understand, that's assuming I'm the ideal customer. You're not supposed to be the best solution for me. But if you're not the best solution for me, then how, in, with any integrity, can you take my money instead of referring me to someone else who is the best solution? We are, as I have often uh, lamented, surviving on pockets of ignorance with many of these websites, hoping that someone will buy from us and certainly hoping that they don't encounter that there's a better price or a better, you know, better opportunity, you know, just to click away. So here's an, here's an exercise for the audience. In a minute, I'm going to teach you how to rate the force of a value proposition, and I'm going to do something else. We're going to look at two more case studies, and I'm going to show you the data. I'll show you the before, and I'll show you the after. So if you're here and you say, okay, this is very good, but help me see it, Help me sense it. Help me conceptualize it. It's coming. 
but I do need to teach a bit, and we're, we're changing the order of our presentation a bit today. We're doing it just a bit differently because the teaching section in the middle is so important to understanding the new pages that we're going to show you and the changes that were made. While you're doing that, here's what I'd like to do. I'm going to challenge you to make one simple move for me. I've looked at the improvements to the value proposition, and uh, I like some of the changes that I've seen right now. But let me put you on the spot. Let me put you on the spot. In fact, when I see one that's really quite good, I'm, I'm going to go a step further. I, 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 I might uh, give a commercial right now to you and your company uh, on, uh, with regards to the value proposition that you state. I'm going to give my audience uh, 60 seconds. Now, you should say, well, that's not long enough. No, if you cannot answer this question instantly, you cannot answer this question. I want to give you 60 seconds to represent to me, pick your site, your business, or its core product, and answer this question. If I'm the ideal customer, why should I buy from you rather than any of your competitors? Please take a moment right now. What I want you to do is type the answer in and your URL. Type your answer in and the URL. All right? Tom, Farron, I don't even know how to begin to speak about that, but the word Tom's answer is better sex. And uh, and and <laughs> uh, better is a is a <laughs> that's a qualitative statement, Tom. Uh, we need we need we need some kind of quantitative qualification. But let me keep going. I see Ottawa's largest hotel suite. I don't see the website for it, but that's starting to say something. Largest hotel suites. All right. Uh, and thank you. The best pillow for you, guaranteed. All right. Now. Let me keep going. I'm still looking for it. I see a URL. I need you to give me a URL and a value proposition on the same line. So, in other words, give me the URL, then give me the value proposition, and I'll be able to look at that and to see if you're able to state it in a single sentence. All right. So, here's condodirect.com. It says, we provide discounts of up to 40% off. Let me just pull this over here where I can... See it a bit better. Now, John, can they see that? That's all right. Mm -hmm. What I'm looking at, if you're watching my screen, is I'm looking at all these value propositions as they're coming in. Uh, and uh, you're not, you can't see that, I suppose, but I'm going to look for another one. I'm trying to see someone that really nails it. All right, iqdesign.com with an I hyphen Q. Reduce shopping cart abandonment by reducing the time it takes to add or delete items online. Uh, that is potentially a value proposition. All right. The largest selection of vitamins. I have no website. Uh, largest means nothing. Largest could be a lie. Largest is a lie. Somebody's lying because more than one people online are saying the same thing. We need to know if you're the largest selection, uh, Jeff, tell me how large. Tell me you've got 714,000 sets on there and, I'll, and it becomes much more credible. Um, all right. I'm looking at others. Here's an example. I'm not going to say the URL because I just want to help you, and I'm only going to say your first name. It's Judy, all right? It says, we do marketing and public relations that works for small software companies. That's classic. That, that represents 85% of what's coming in right now. And please listen to me. Please listen to me. That's not a value proposition. That's a description of your business. It reflects your model. It doesn't answer the question. There are other groups doing the same thing that you just described, 
why should I trust you as opposed to them with my business? Now, I don't mean that in a hard way, uh, Judy, but there is so much value. Your lead generation opportunities will dramatically increase if you can answer that question with a, with a convincing, credible answer in a single sentence. Now, I'm seeing more come in, and let me just make this suggestion. Hunter, are you able to speak? If you are, I need you to, if you're following with me, Hunter's our managing editor. I, I want him to come online. I'm getting ready to teach. I'm getting ready to show you another case study. Just bear with me. This is important. I do not want to have an entertaining time with you today. I want to teach you something that will make a significant difference. I hope that you like this when you're done, and I, I like it if you would, it, enjoy the teaching or like me, but it's really uh, ancillary to something far more important. We have to get a hold of this lesson. It's where we're failing the most on our websites. I like what Lisa, I won't give you her last name, wrote. She just put down, ugh, help. That is honest, Lisa, and frankly, 85% of my audience cannot answer this question right. Many times, 95% of my audience cannot answer this question right. So if you don't know the answer, that's all right. Value propositions are difficult. You don't just make them up. They're discovered. Hunter's not able to uh, come on, so let me just tell you this. We are holding a competition for value propositions that are submitted, and I, I, the details are on our blog, and we're going to simply give uh, – you can attend our our, our all the, the cost, the ticket, and everything is paid for to come to the uh, Santa Monica landing page optimization workshop. Or if you can't come to Santa Monica, you can take the online version. And we're going to award that to anybody that submits uh, the best value proposition in this contest. If you don't know about it, uh, we'll tell you about it towards the end, or we'll give you the information regarding that. For now, I'm looking at another page. How many of you would like to see this page optimized and discover what a better expression of the value proposition produces? I can't see you, but I'm going to assume that you're saying yes. In fact, that's what you are saying. I will actually show you the after page in just a bit. Just bear with me as I show you another one that I want you to – well, here we are. Here's the after page, but I haven't shown you the results. It's going to be very interesting to see the data set. Now, if you are – certified in our, or have been trained by us, you'll recognize that this new page has many other uh, ways we could change it to improve its performance. But I want you to discover its performance results in just a bit, and you might just be surprised. In fact, what's interesting to me, and, and the team knows this, David has expressed this to us, there's, and, and also, if you're looking at it and saying, well, that's a poor landing page, well, it's actually the home page. But it has to do more work than the average landing page, and that's why you have some work on the columns that they have on the left, the things on the right. But, but there is one thing about this page that is dramatically different and has thus been key to the result. The company's real value proposition and its perfect pillow policy is now clearly articulated and showcased in a prominent banner. Now, I would bring it down from banner blindness, down deeper into the page, but look at where it's at right now. Our perfect pillow policy. Do you see the point? The gold arrow, the detailed explanation. Free shipping. This is a sub-value proposition. is emphasized, and red color is used in order to capture your eyes. Used to... There was credit card and, and BBB logos here, and that's the wrong time. You say, well, I thought having a logo about the Better Business Bureau is good. Don't give me the 
wrong kind of support at the wrong time in the thought sequence. When I first come to this page, I'm not worried about if you're better, better business bureau yet. I only worry about that when I get ready to make a, 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 a buying movement. And I'm not ready to make the buying movement. Some of us are wasting our time putting Better Business Bureau logos and five-star this and five-star that before we're at that point in the buy process in our thoughts. I visit your site, and there's something else that I'm asking. I'm asking three things on this page. Here's what they always are. Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? And until you've given me that with some kind of clarity, I'm stuck. There's no story click. This page has done some things different. There are other important changes it should make. But just notice the difference, especially in the emphasis of the value proposition. And then in just a bit, we're going to show you the results. And, and I want to say even in advance of that, that my hat's off to the team that went back and courageously said, we're going to take this and we're going to apply it and we're going to get the most value out of the time we spent thinking about our value proposition. Hopefully, many of us on the phone are going to do the same thing. I'm looking now, um, and you can see the before page, and you can see the after page. We'll come back to it in just a bit, uh, but let's move on to something else that will help us. Here's some characteristics of a strong value proposition. You must differentiate your offer from your competitor's offer. And you may match the competitor on every single dimension of value, but except one. In that particular element, you need to excel. You need to differentiate by doing something better. If you cannot, why are you in business? To simply talk the customer into buying from you rather than buying from the competitor. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something right now that, uh, that might be too transparent, but I was at the... Uh, Marketing Sherpa, Marketing Experiments, uh, the Marketing Sherpa Summit, Marketing Experiments team members were there, and Marketing Sherpa people were there, and many other groups were there. Our scientists and analysts were there. And w one person who is in another kind of information slash uh, related business and could be construed as a competitor came up to me and said, Dr. McLaughlin, we're attending this event, and we want to come to your certification programs is it okay if we come because, uh, you know, we're afraid that you would see us as a competitor? And my answer was simple. Uh, of course you can come, and we don't mind, and let's all learn this together, and let's agree that we're going to focus not on our competitors but on our customers. And if we'll do our very best to serve them, then all the rest will take care of itself. I'm not saying you could ignore your competitor, but I am saying that you must Focus on the customer. And the best movement you can possibly make to advance your business's conversion rate doesn't happen on the page. It happens in your values. And I don't mean the value as in price tags. I'm talking about your core values as a, as a human being. I'm saying deciding that you're going to represent a product that is the best choice for a segment of the market, and then you're going to spend all your time essentially trying to communicate that clearly to the right people. Let me go on. We've said there are three issues, and the first one is identifying an effective value proposition. I want to remind you that we're going to not only teach you this, but I'm going to show you the data for the page that we just looked at in just a bit, all right? But for now, I've got something really critical. I want to teach you how to rank a value proposition and measure its force. 
I developed this approach when I was trying to weigh in on how to determine the difference between a high-quality value proposition and a poor-quality value proposition. Uh, there are several things you can do. In fact, we have a worksheet tool you can download at the Marketing Experiments blog. Be sure and visit there and comment. Let us know what you're thinking. I, most of all, want to build a community who are discussing the issues that we raise in these experiments and in our data sets and uh, web briefings. But here are the five issues, five-point scale, and we're going to even get tighter in just a bit and give you an actual an, a tool that's even more quantified than this. But one is limited value to a small market. There's a lot of competition, and there are few barriers to entry. A number two has substantial value to a medium-sized market, and there's limited competition, and there's significant barriers to entry. A three has a product or service with strong product differentiation but little competitive protection. Now, that connects with two, and we'll talk about that later. And uh, four and five, you can read there in front of you here. I've left them on the screen long enough that I hope you have, and I won't just uh, belabor the point by reading it back to you. Instead, I want to take you to a better visual for what we're saying. So think about it this way. I've used this to rank value propositions over and over again, and, it's, and I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to show you how to rank a value proposition with it, and I'm going to suggest right now that if you've been following us and tracking what we're saying, that you decide that you're not just going to listen to this event, but you're going to actually try to rank your own value proposition as you look at this particular chart that we're going to lay out for you. We're trying to approximate. This is simply a tool. It's not precise, but it's very, very helpful. Now, we're looking at the value proposition, a competitive kind of online value proposition. This works offline as well, based on two kind of uh, key planes, exclusivity and desire. We rank desire 0 to 3, very simple. No interest, possible interest, high interest. If you develop a tonic, which will cure all arthritis, there's going to be high interest. If you develop uh, an obscure way to make a mouse a little bit easier, there's going to be possible interest. I'm talking about a computer mouse. Uh, there are differences in the intensity of appeal, and we rank them zero to two. Then there is exclusivity. This is very important. You cannot optimize in a vacuum. Despite my sense and my statement about competitors and focusing on customers, you still need to be aware of where you are in the competitive universe. Can someone get this anywhere else, somewhere else, or nowhere else? That comprises the 0-1-2 standard for exclusivity. Now, having said that, you should be able to take your own value proposition and you should ask, the same way we're going to show you in just a moment on an actual table, you should be able to put in there you, the, 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 the answers to or move through these four steps. One, rank the ideal customer's desire level for the offer. So you just have to pick there. Two, rank the exclusivity of the offer on a zero, one, two. Then you multiply the two numbers, and if the total is less than two, recraft your offer. Now, if you're a consultant and you're on the line, and we have many consultants that are on the line, and, and we try to help you as much as we possibly can, uh, and you want to use this tool, you can. Please just let people know that you, you, where it comes from and at least recommend that they visit the Marketing Experiment site. There's $10 million worth of free research there, and we want you to access that and join the community 
and be available and be a part of this. So what I want to do now is look at these, and, and I'm going to move forward. Some of you are writing me frantically trying to keep up with the information. You, you, you want to make sure that you have this. Please know that we'll be sending out this presentation to you. You're a subscriber to the Mark Experiments Journal. If you're on this, you'll get the actual printed version of this briefing. You'll be able to go online, read it, etc. All right. Now, let's look at a page. Hot Deals Newsletter. Now, before you even try to get the ranking down, Hot Deals Newsletter, you may not realize that that email sign-up form has its own value proposition, but please, please understand something. Value propositions occur not just for a company, but for every single action you ask someone to take. If you ask someone to give you their email address, there is a scale taking place, a kind of balance. For those of you that have uh, done any work in, in philosophy of marketing, think about Hyderian balance. But what I'm referencing is, on the one side is the desire or the, to, to, to have this or the appeal or the benefit, and on the other side of the scale is the cost. So let's weigh it. I have my arms out on each side, and I'm imagining that on the one hand, I have the Hot Deals newsletter, and I ask myself, what is that worth? What is the benefit? How valuable is that? And on my other hand, I have, uh, I have, you know, the need to give you my email address. And I weigh the two and I say, you know what? It's not worth it to me. Now, I probably don't go through a ranking system if I'm the average consumer. If you're a marketing experiment scientist, you might. But let's, let's get some kind of predictive model here that we can utilize in order to understand whether or not this this email form would work. I dare you to try this with your own email forms. It may shock you. First of all, how strong is the desire in the world for a hot deals newsletter? I want to suggest that it's zero to one, and I lean towards zero. We're being charitable here by giving you a one for desire, because the truth is, we don't even know what this is. A hot deals newsletter, we don't, we'd have to have a lot of interest in your product and some kind of prior trust for you to, to give you the permission to spam our inbox against any way you'd like with any offer you want that you consider a hot deal. Even the language hot deal is frightening. It's the kind of language that people use when they're trying to talk you into something you may not want. So desire, if it's a one at all, uh, is uh, the best we can do. And exclusivity can anyone else find these technology parts somewhere else? Absolutely. There is almost zero exclusivity, and, of course, there is a zero ranking. So we've got one for desire, zero for exclusivity, and we're going to do something. We're going to multiply. One times zero equals zero. Zero is not equal to or, or greater than number two. It's less than two, and that means you've got to start over. That means this is an awful newsletter sign-up. Our, and I can tell you that the Internet is besieged with awful email slash newsletter signups. And I can also tell you that we probably have very good marketers on this phone who have many, many responsibilities and have not had time to work on this, but who also have very bad email signups. Let's fix it. Use the chart, rank your own, and, and then see what you can do to get better results. Exclusivity, someone is asking me, what is exclusivity? That means uh, you can't get it anywhere else, or how easy is it to find it somewhere else? 
Now, we could improve this page many times, but I just want to go and just point out this doesn't work, and I'd like to look at one that does. So here's a different one. Sony clearance alerts. Save over 60% on select Sony laptops, etc., etc. Now, I wouldn't say this is awesome. In fact, we've crafted some that are much, much better. But I would say that if you came to this site searching for Sony notebooks, and you're not getting a hot deal, this is the same website, by the way, but on the page where you're looking at Sony laptops, you decide or discover that you can get clearance alerts for just Sony laptops and that you can save up to 60%. And if you see the image there, which makes it more appealing and communicates the message, suddenly the desire steps up a bit. We know you came to this page probably looking for laptops. We can imagine that you most likely would like to save money on laptops, so we could rank this potentially a two. might be a one, but we can give it a two. Now, exclusivity in this case is a one. There are reasons why it's a one. It's, it's, it, it, it might not be that high, but it's a little bit different when you're focusing on something very specific like the Sony clearance laptops. Yes, you can get a Sony lots of places, but no, it's not easy to immediately find where you could save 60% on a Sony. Two times one equals two. So we now have an anemic, but still a passing value proposition. In this case, a sub-value proposition. Is this making sense? I want to move on. I've got interesting things I want to teach you next related to this. But will the audience take just a moment and say to me if you're tracking, if you like this, and if you're ready for more, if this is what you're hoping for when you signed in. Good, 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 good. Keep coming. I'm seeing lots of comments, and I need to see them because your comments are going to determine my direction in this conversation. Good, good. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing good positive things, but I'm going to speed up. So I think you'll let me do that, and let's do that. So let's go on. Here are key points. We've talked about them thus far. You need to be aware of them. I've got more that I want to do, more that I want to say. Uh, this is just a simple review of what we talked about next. This is discovering your value proposition. And before I go to the interesting point, and that is how to express it properly, I must suggest to you that you get away. Some of you need to get away and take the first half of this uh, session, listen to it again because you can get a, the audio, and get in a hotel room or somewhere alone and think about your business or your product's value proposition and get clear as to what it is. But once you've done that, you've got, a, you've got a new challenge, and that is how can you express this? It's not enough to have a value proposition that's good. I would say that the pillow site we looked at has a decent value proposition. I would also say that while it's decent, it has not been optimized. And so in terms of its communication or expression in the original version. Now, we don't generally teach all of these key points. Uh, what I have discovered, I'm going to teach just touching congruence and continuity. These are two points that we teach in certification. I'm teaching them now to you because I've, the Internet must get a hold of this too many of us are failing in this regard, and, uh, but there's much more that we have to say about this in our certification programs. Right now, there are two components, congruence and continuity that express your value proposition. You wanted me to go a little faster, some of you, about two of you. I'm going to talk to you much faster now about two deep and important concepts. Before I do that, this is another page brought to one of our landing page workshops, 
In this particular page, this was what we looked at. This was the starting point. Tell me quickly, what's the value proposition? Tell me quickly, what's the value proposition? Someone says boring. Someone says don't see one. Someone says education, don't know, no idea. Uh, it is weak. It is quite weak. Even though it's, it's a decent-looking page, it's not a decent performing page. In fact, it was performing so weak that Matt had to shut off his paid search campaigns because he couldn't get a high enough conversion rate to justify the cost. Then he came to the clinic and began to work on his value proposition. So what did he do? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Let's just go to the next slide and uh, see the new page. Here's the new page. Boom. Now, there are a lot of changes, and I'm going to focus on two of them in just a moment, and then I'm going to back up and talk to you about continuity and congruence. As I'm preparing to do that, I just want to point out some things with this page. See the button? Let's just look at one big change. The button says, Submit. When you ask someone to click on a value pop on a button, you're asking them to take an action. When you ask someone to take an action, you must imply a value that is equal to or greater than the cost of the action. The problem with submit is it has value only to you. Its psychology is horrendous. It sounds like surrender before it's too late. Nothing about that button communicates any value in clicking. Now, I know this is sub-value, and this is a concept that we've coined. This is not the main value proposition, but it's such an excellent example. Let's go back and look at the new page. Download brochure sounds a whole lot better than submit. It implies something. It implies that if you take your index finger and push the button on the mouse, you're going to see uh, something that you really want, a brochure that will explain more. That's worth a lot. Many other changes were made on this page, but the value proposition has been expressed in more, with more impact. Concentration is relevant to your classroom. Master of Sciences in Education. That is not the value proposition. That just tells you the first of an important question. Where am I at and what can I do here? The third one, the one the value proposition has to answer is, why should I do it? But you must understand this. The goal of the lead generation page is not to sell the product. It's only to give you enough reasons to click on the button and supply your contact information. If you try to sell your product on your lead generation form, you're confusing the two different value propositions. The only thing this page is supposed to do is get address information and a click. You've got to give me enough reasons to do that. So this value proposition can be improved on this page, absolutely. But in the first paragraph, they try to describe it. The banner tells you what you can do here. And they say the program delivers the most up-to-date instruction on current practices for educators who want to reach the next level in their career. Why this is so valuable is because it focuses on the segment educators. What it can be done in terms of improvement is we could communicate that whole paragraph much better and say something besides up-to-date and bolster that. Nevertheless, the real value proposition on this page is if you're interested in an online Master's of Science in Education, you can click on this green button and get a brochure that explains it. That's the heart of the value proposition. There's also an incentive, but we'll go on. All right, so keeping that in mind, I want to look at another one. 
Tell me the value proposition on this page. Quickly, quickly, quickly. What's your value proposition? What's your value proposition? You're still waiting for it to change. I understand. I've changed it. Ah, there's a lag. As soon as you can see the page, there you go. You should be seeing it now. What is the value proposition? This also was submitted by Eric, Eric Stevenson, who uh, submitted. By the way, I will show you the after, the data on all of these. It, it, towards the end here, I'm going to show you exactly how the one page performed against the other. You'll find it really interesting. But is the value proposition clearly expressed here? Tell me what it is. Do you see it? Do you get it? Boost your traffic. That's not a value proposition. That's a benefit. Uh, increase traffic to my website with their news feed. That's a model, not really a value proposition. Uh, there's other ways to get this done. There's other people who can give me traffic. There's other people who can give me news. Get the news your way. We want to get you more traffic. Can I say this, and I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, because some of you are saying really smart things, and I'm not going to talk about who is and who isn't, but I want to tell you, most of us still can't get a value proposition right. And when I'm watching the entries coming in, we're still not getting it right. You've got to go back. You need to come back and listen to this same session multiple times, perhaps, to capture how important it is to answer the question, why should I purchase from you rather than any one of your competitors? That's the key. All right? I would agree with all of your comments, though. It's not being communi uh, clearly communicated. And so would Eric, who went back after attending one of these events, and I guess he just completely redesigned the page when we talked through what the problems were. Let's see what the new page looks like, and then let's discover very soon here what the results were. So the new page is coming, and right away you can see that Eric's made some significant, significant improvements. All right, so looking at the page, add custom news feeds to your web pages free. See how much stronger the page is, the vertical format, getting linear, getting the, getting the lead generation piece in line with the core thinking, using the side bullets only to reinforce what's already been said, emphasizing custom new feeds and free at the top of the page, et cetera, et cetera. Big improvements. We did not design this page. We only critiqued the other page. This was all his work, and he did a very good job. We'll talk about the results in just a moment. I'm going to move a little bit faster still. There are two things you need to understand that, that, as it relates to value propositions. One is congruence, and the other is continuity. Congruence means that you have every element of your page either state the value proposition or support it. That's a wildly new concept to many of us who think the value proposition is confined to a slogan at the top of the page. This is not so. The value proposition is something that you enforce or reinforce all across the page, even your colors, even your design, even your choice of testimony, all of that is designed to emphasize the one key message. If it isn't, your page is contradicting itself and your results are going to be diminished. Continuity is making certain that each step of the buy process states or supports the value proposition. It should be on every page of your order process, on every page of your cart, on every form, on the form on the next page as well as on the form on the previous page. It must be continuous throughout the journey that someone takes in their mind as they walk through the decision to give you their contact information or to purchase from you. That is called continuity. At the same time, you need congruence. Let every element of your page either state the value proposition or support the value proposition. Now, 
I'm going to slip ahead very fast. More data we're going to give you. And, uh, and as we give you the additional data in the, in the printout that we're showing you, um, we're going to help you kind of think about this in more depth, including the third step testing. But I'm actually going to work on someone's value proposition right now in our last six minutes. So I'm going to do two things. I'm going to show you the results of the changes to the other pages. And then I'm, while I'm doing that, I'm going to ask you to submit to me your URL. Send it to me. And we'll pick one that we may look at just in just a few moments. While that's coming, while we're preparing to do that, let me show you results. So, it'll take just a moment for your screen to catch up with mine, but if you'll see the pillow example here in just a moment, you'll see the before, and you'll see the after, and you'll also see the results. The new page increased conversion rates by 145%. And I want to compliment you, uh, David Smith, for taking what was an abstract and making it an action. You went to work on your page, and you did a good job. I believe this can be optimized quite a bit more and even increase conversions significantly beyond this. But this is a 145% lift, and that's a remarkable result. Let's look at another one. Here is before and after. This is the New England Journal. Conversions increased by 300%, and the conversion rate in fact, as I recall, uh, cost, per, uh, cost per lead went down like 69%. I'm going from memory. But uh, there was a significant increase here. I'm going to um, then show you the last one. Here's the old page. Here's the new page. And here, these are all people who simply attend these clinics. 69%. Uh, the optimized versions page increased conversions by 200% and conversion rate by 69%, or there was a reduction in cost by 69%. Look at the difference in the two pages and look at the value of getting this much clearer. Clarity trumps persuasion. All right. Now, I'm going to take a moment, and I'm going to actually pull up a browser. So give me just a moment. John, which screen do I want the browser on? Come on over here and help me. I've got 10 monitors in front of me. We've got just... Six minutes, five minutes left, we're going to use them. If you're following with us, all right, John's pulling over the screen so we can take these last few moments. Can I ask you a question? While we're pulling up the website uh, and getting that so that you can see, while we're pulling up the website, uh, can you please... Uh, Tell me, would you like to cover value propositions in more depth in the next clinic uh, with perhaps live optimization? I'm going to do one right now. I'm picking one that's just been sent. All right, www. Sorry, let's go up here. www.safescreener.com. All right, so here we come to a page. Why we're getting to this page, um, if you'd like us to use a lot of live optimization in the next session working just on value propositions. Please vote. We're going to look at how many votes against, uh, you know, how many are online and use that to actually calculate where to go with our next session. In the meantime, I'm looking at background screening made simple. As I do, I just had audio come in. That's the first mistake. Don't hit me with audio automatically. Secondly, I'm on the page. Audience, will you help me optimize? Look at the page. What's the value proposition? How many of you can see it instantly? 
Good. Thank you for voting. Most uh, uh, Now, I don't know who submitted SafeScreener.com uh, yet because it's happening so fast, but I can tell you that all the audience is saying, um, nope, nope, no idea, who knows, nope. Uh, uh, people cannot understand. No, no one is seeing your value proposition at the present moment. And I don't mean this to be critical. I mean it to help you, but it's a good sign. It means there's hope for you. And so let's just look at the page in our last few minutes, and let's look for something transferable that will help everybody else that's on the line right now. First of all, uh, what you have at the top is background screening made simple and a phone number. Background screening made simple is not a value proposition. It's not even a headline. It's not even a headline font. Worse, it's buried in three columns that are almost equally weighted, each of them doing important things. All the main work should be done in the center column. And, uh, and then it starts out with language and tone that doesn't support your value proposition. It doesn't get any easier than this. Let me tell you why that doesn't support. Number one, it's done with an apostrophe, and it has sales language and sales vernacular, which immediately raises the guard of the person visiting the site. Number two, it does not look like this page is very easy, and so it doesn't translate to me that your product is easy. The page is very difficult to understand. Uh, this is for many reasons, not the least of which is the length of the first paragraph, the content of the first paragraph, and the fact that you've got black text on a dark gray background, which really hurts you. You've got too many bullet points here for the bullet points you have to make sense. You have three competing uh, uh, columns, and the third one seems to be scrollable all by itself, uh, which simply drives people from the center pane where the selling should be taking place over there to do something that we're not quite sure of, or what it should be. I think it's news, but if it's news, it's distracting people from the decision that we're asking them to make. The objective of the page is not clear. The value proposition, then, is not being communicated. The page should answer three questions. What? Where am I at? Honestly, I, a, a, a potential customer might know, but I still don't know what you do, where I'm at. What can I do here? I don't even know what you want me to do here. I don't know if you want me to sign up, if you're trying to get a lead, or if I'm supposed to buy something. Why should I do it is completely lost because I don't even have the other two issues. Look at your join our mailing list. Is there any value proposition to join our mailing list? It says sign up to receive updates on our services and products. That means I'm telling you what the – and please forgive me uh, for being so frank. I'm telling you here's what the audience says. Uh, you mean if I sign here, I'm giving you permission to bombard me with advertisements. There's nothing in that value proposition that is appealing enough to, to wait against me giving you my email address and name. Uh, you need to go back and look at the sub-value proposition and do something there that makes it worthwhile. There's a button at the bottom that says Demo Login. I do not understand Demo Login. I don't know if I'm downloading something or I'm getting the demo of the product. And if I am, the button doesn't tell me what to do. It just says Demo Login. doesn't even apply any benefits. Um, in all fairness, uh, the value proposition is lost. We don't understand it. This is, uh, and, and I mean this graciously, uh, this, is a, this, this is an awful page. And because it's so awful, there's a lot of money you could probably make by getting it right. And perhaps we can help you with that. I would definitely lose 
the three-column design. I'd get to a main center column design. I'd greet them and explain to them where they're at. I'd have a headline that looked like a headline with a subheader underneath that that explained your value, driving them into the first paragraph that built the problem, driving them into the explanation of your solution with a few bullet points, three to five, that hit with high impact, and then a call to action, whatever that is. Does that help everyone online? I'm going to have to wrap this up. I've tried to give you as much content as I can possibly cram into a 60-minute time frame. Could you give us feedback and tell us if this has been good for you today? And I have been watching the votes. We will do very – many of you that submitted today, perhaps we'll get a chance to resubmit so that we can look at your pages and your value propositions in the next clinic. There's much more to say on this subject, and uh, and I'd like to help you with some new innovations that we have in this particular area. Uh, one more thing, there's a big competition, and you can get in on that competition, and I would hope that you do. Uh, it will allow you to come to this event, which I'm going to actually take you there live online. Uh, I'm going to go to our site and show you what we're talking about. You can go to the blog, which tells you how to enter, but submit your value proposition, and the best one's going to win uh, tickets to... Uh, the upcoming event in Santa Monica, and if you haven't thought about it yet, join us in Santa Monica for the certification program. It's not just certification. We actually want you to bring your landing pages, and we're going to work on them like we worked on these three that we looked at today, and then we're going to help you try and get better versions that perform at the highest possible yield level for you. I want to thank everyone for coming, uh, and I'm carefully going to read all your comments. Please let us know if this was helpful for you. And we will do our very, very best uh, as we think about next week. If you didn't find this very helpful, tell us that also. We, we're trying to do everything we can to help you discover what works. Uh, we're grateful for your trust. And we'll keep working, doing all that we can to find uh, out uh, how to optimize these processes and get you the information that we're discovering from our experiments. Thank you again. And uh, we shall uh, join you in two weeks for the next web briefing. Watch your inbox. Make sure you, we're set for permissions so you can actually get the email that we send you with all the content that we talked about today. Thank you.